Shawnee C went to the movies. He found a portal that was groovy. Now he's in a multiverse and he's pretty feeling fabulous. Welcome to Johnny C and the Multiverse of Fabulousness. If you're joining me, thank you so much for coming along and continuing on this journey with me on our new time slot. You know, it's a very special uh, set of circumstances when a, a brand, a globally recognized brand, uh, can transition from one network to another. Not so much in this case, although uh, many folks would be reminded of the uh, USA to TNN switch. Uh, you know, people were tuning in to USA Network that fateful night at 9 p.m., and what do they find but six stockings? I want Monday Night Raw! Well, you better head on over to the National Network. So, uh, uh, you know, like I said, it's Sunday, it's a fun day. Well, how do we start off uh, this new journey with something big? And it got me thinking that there are some moments in time that kind of anger me. And what I mean by that is that there are some moments that happen in, like, wrestling history, for example, that I just wish would have happened differently. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, all of us are uh, expert bookers, by the way. We all, I feel like if you've got the cojones <laughs> or the grapefruits, uh, not that it's a huge deal or anything, but the, the gag being that if, if you're hosting a wrestling podcast, you, I would imagine somewhere deep down inside, even if you don't want to admit it, you probably would think that you could rebook a lot of things and do it better than they did, did it. Uh, to which I would dub you. Captain Hindsight, the hero of the modern age. And yes, I stole that from South Park, but it's too perfect. And you got to think, if she's all that actor, Freddie Prince Jr. can write a professional wrestling scenario, maybe old Johnny C can do it too. But I don't have to, because as the cartoon intro told you, I have a freestanding ticket to an old decrepit movie theater in my hometown that contains a portal to the multiverse. And on my way to the theater, when I was deciding what planet to jump to, I was listening to the uh, No Holds Barred that covers all the World Heavyweight Championship uh, title switches in wrestling history, which uh, is every sa every other Saturday. Uh, and they've got a couple of concepts that rotate in between, but specifically uh, Hulk Hogan and Yokozuma at WrestleMania 9. Come on! Come on, you yellow belly! I probably shouldn't do that impression, but I'm just mimicking his tone. That's it. Um, you know, and Bret Hart's like, go, 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 Terry, you can do it, I love you. Uh, actually, it would have been more like, Terry, go, go, Terry, go, 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 Terry. They, and they blinded me, I can't see anything, but you can see, if you can see, go accept the challenge for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship title belt, because I can't see right now, I'm injured. Go, Terry, go. That's actually longer than it happened, but the, the point is, is that everybody shits on Yokozuna, WrestleMania 9, Hogan, what have you, what have you. And yeah, I, I can admit to marking out like a goddamn, well, I was a kid, so what are you going to do? I was actually 10, I think. So it was like the perfect ending to a horrible scenario, which was Yokozuna walking out of WrestleMania, the new WWF championship, and ending WrestleMania with a heel victory. And when I was talking earlier about rebooking things and how some things in history always kind of irk me a little bit, I'll make no secret that Hollywood Hulk Hogan is my favorite professional wrestling character, but it's always irked me as a uh, 
a born and bred Connecticut guy, even though I've never been to the state of Connecticut. The gag being that I've always been a WWFE fan over any other promotion, even though I host WCW Must Die, which if you come back every Sunday, you can hear along with this show, hosted by me, as Eric Bischoff or Kimberly Page would say. Um, but it's always bugged me that Vince didn't get the opportunity to capitalize on a heel Hulk Hogan character. And I feel like if you take my 10-year-old sentiment away, uh, most people were probably pretty pissed that Hogan was uh, walking out of WrestleMania the champion and never got that fateful Summer, the SummerSlam match against Bret Hart that was long rumored. But uh, So I'm listening to that podcast on the window theater. I, I pull out my freestanding magic ticket like that sweet Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Last Action Hero, and I jumped into my portal. And what did I find? Earth 93. An Earth where following the broadcast of WrestleMania 9, things went much different. Uh, and it turns out that because of these changes, WCW Monday Nitro actually never came to be, and they slowly died and went out of business in early 96. Uh, but what caused this to happen? Apparently, after WrestleMania 9, there was a massive storyline that changed everything. And when I was on Earth-93, I, I beat a dude up. Well, I, okay, I beat up a kid, and, and I stole the uh, little debit card that he had in his pocket that appearances had, had given him. And I pulled out his phone, and I hacked the password, and I signed up for the WWE Network on Paramount+. Plus Because on, on that Earth, it's on Paramount+, Plus for some reason. I don't know why. And they had a, a documentary, uh, you know, at the top, advertised. It must have been their... their their most frequently watched item on the entire network, or the section of the network anyway, and it was called Hollywood Rising, How One Story Changed Everything. And I was like, what is this? This sounds extremely interesting. And the picture was Hulk Hogan uh, wearing some really gaudy white sunglasses with kind of a painted beard and a bandana that said Hollywood, but it didn't look like the Hollywood Hogan that I knew, something was different. This clearly wasn't, you know, the NWO Hogan. And to top it all off, he's got the WWF League Eagle Championship belt on his arm. And I'm like, what the hell? Earth 93, what do you have for me? Well, I pressed play. And wouldn't you know, I heard the docile tones of my old buddy, Joffrey Chancery III. Apparently, he's migrated, or he also exists on this Earth. And he uh, he walked me through some pivotal moments in this Earth-93 WWF history. And I pulled some segments. I've added some of my own commentary. I actually uh, would like to present to you my findings. So, without further ado, let's all journey to Earth-93 for the saga of Hollywood Hogan. Evening and welcome to World Wrestling Entertainment's true Hollywood story on the rise of Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the story that took the World Wrestling Federation to new heights. Thank you for being a loyal Paramount Plus subscriber and watching this program. As you wrestling fans all know, the World Wrestling Federation wasn't always the transcendent social media enabled global paradigm shift corporation 
than it is today. It was at one time only a nation, or perhaps to a smaller scale, worldwide wrestling company. Uh, it was the visionary genius of Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. to always rise to a greater occasion. And in the spring of 1993, things were looking a little bit down for the company. Uh, th there needed to be a creative spark, if you will. Something that would change things forever. The World Wrestling Federation champion, Brett Hitman Hart, was not exactly setting the world on fire. Hulk Hogan was set to return at WrestleMania 9 and become involved in a tag team scenario, which we all, of course, does not draw any money, which is why it is no longer legal in the World Wrestling Federation. Vincent McMahon had an idea. Perhaps the world was no longer in love with Hulk Hogan. But Hulk Hogan was, without a shadow of a doubt, someone who brought eyes to the product. Someone that the product needed to have around to properly exist. But the fans, even though they tuned in to see Hulk Hogan, were not as enthralled with the ravishing man's biceps as they once were. In fact, the biceps had shrunk a little bit. I have no idea why. But when he returned to the World Wrestling Federation, he had a different look. One might say a more athletic look, a less showy look, a less impressive look. But it was this look that gave Vince McMahon a grain of an idea. But he knew he would need one thing to make this idea blossom. He wanted to take Hulk Hogan, the greatest celebrity sport entertainer of a generation, and make him the greatest villain the World Wrestling Federation had ever seen. But he needed financial security for the Hulkster. He needed a way to ensure that the investment that Hulk Hogan, the man, would be making would pay off. And so he turned to longtime WrestleMania collaborator Donald J. Trump, who he reached out to for this statement. Oh, yes, Joffrey, I remember very well, very well the day that Vince came to me and said, Donald, I need one million dollars to give Hulk Hogan to convince him to turn heel or a bad guy. I didn't understand what heel meant, and I still honestly kind of don't. And I said to him, Vince, what do you mean? A million dollars? Well, that's nothing. Hell, I wiped my ass with five million dollars just today. I had a filet of fish, and it all just came running out. And I'd grab into my wallet and use the first thing I had. Very sticky situation. Very sticky indeed. So I said to Vince, Vince, why does a guy need a million dollars? I've seen his house. I've seen his kids, his beautiful wife. He's got it all. The man has everything. And besides, a million dollars isn't going to buy you much. And he said to me, well, he makes a million dollars a year in merchandise. And he's not going to get any merchandise sold because the kids, they're going to hate him. They're going to want to spit on him. They're going to want to shit in his mouth. Oh, shitting in the mouth. Very, very interesting concept that I can get behind. So I says to him, all right, Vince, tell you what, I won't even loan you the million dollars. I'll give you a million dollars. And all I want is a little bit on the back end. <laughs> and of course, we all know that at the end of the day, I made up so much money at the end of the day in the deal. I get a million dollars almost every five minutes from the company. It's huge. Huge. Biggest company ever. Uh, it's taken up all my time and resources. I, I have so much money, I don't even know what to do with. <laughs> you know, when I was a little boy, I used to joke with my father. Me, you know what, Dad? 
Someday, I'm going to be President of the United States. <laughs> but who needs that when they've got all this wrestling money? Thank you, Donald, for those revealing comments. Now, wrestling fans, as we all know, the greatest storylines throughout the history of art have been subtle. You cannot smash the audience over the head with your intent. You must lay the groundwork as if planting a garden that will someday sprout fertile marijuana. So, with that in mind, let's take you back to this clip from an episode of WWF Superstars that aired about seven weeks before the first annual King of the Ring pay-per-view spectacular, where we notice a few subtle seeds laid down by the Hulkster while promoting his upcoming confrontation with Yokozuna. Let's go to the pre-recorded comments. Well, you know something, dudes. President Jack Tunney is coming to me saying, Hulk Hogan, the immoral one, dude. I got to get things squared away with that crazy 600-pound island of a spectacle called Yakuza, dude. And he's telling me that we've got to put our WWF championship on the line at the King of the Ring. Well, you know what, President Jack Tunney? That's a-okay with the Hulkster. Because I sent my manager, the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart, dude. I sent him to that camp where that smelly, war-infested, 600-pound ogre lives, dude. And he negotiated a contract. And I've got news for you, Yokozuna. Jimmy Hart told me that that contract is signed, sealed, and delivered for the king of the ring in the heartland of America, dude. So right there in Hollywood, California. What? Speak up. Jimmy Hart, dude, you told me the contest was in the heartland of America. That's Hollywood, California, dude. What? Dayton, Ohio. Brother, are you serious? All right, then. Looks like the match with that smelly, war-infested, 800-pound piece of human dung, dude. Yokozuma is going to be in Dayton, Ohio at the King of the Ring. So what are you going to do in Hollywood, California, Dayton, Ohio, when the Hulkster runs wild on you? Oh, truly riveting. Wrestling fans, we may not be able to see Van Gogh create a famous painting, but thank God in the heavens above that we have access to this archive of WWF footage, watching the masterful Hulk Hogan paint his story. The next week on Monday Night Raw, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, confronted Master Fuji and Yokozuna, and we all know what occurred on that famous episode. Let's go now to the footage. Oh no, Yokozuna's slowly ascending the ropes, Jimmy Hart below him! Rod Bartlett, can you imagine what's going to happen when he comes jumping down? I don't know, Vince. He's pretty fucking fat. I think he's going to kill him. I can't believe you said that on this television program. And you know, it's uncooked. Uncut. Uh-huh. And it's uncensored, McMahon. That's right. Now you can see on the middle rope. He's slowly ascending to the top rope. Oh, my God. He's going to, he's going to puke. No, he's going to jump. He's, oh, he's crushed Jimmy Hart with the bonsai truck. Can you believe it? Oh, I don't think Jimmy Hart's going to be around for the King of the Ring. Uh-huh. So, as we see, in a very masculine display of aggression, 
Yokozuna and Master Fuji have taken Jimmy Hart out of the equation. A back and forth would resume and culminate ultimately in the heartland of America, Hollywood, oh, excuse me, Dayton, Ohio, for the spectacular King of the Ring, where two very pivotal storylines would converge to take us to greater heights. Let's start with the Wild Wrestling Federation Championship match. Let's see how it went down and who surprised us by making their first appearance. Fans, we're here in the heartland of America. These two athletes are putting on a display. Hulk Hogan now, in position. Can he slam the mammoth Yokozuna? Oh, I don't know, Jim Ross. He's looking like he's a little under the weather. This has been one heck of an athletic contest. Oh, he's humanoids. I can't even hear you. I can't even hear you. If you think Hulk Hogan's going to try for a slam, you're dumber than these date nights, Jim Ross. Bobby the Brain Heenan, Hulk Hogan looks like he's getting into position. And now, what? There seems to be, folks, one of our many fans or dignitaries, the photographers at ringside has climbed to the apron. Someone's got to get that man down. He may be confused. He doesn't look like he's American, which means he's not as intelligent as the rest of us. I don't know that Jim Ross would actually say that, but it is 1993. Oh, Jim Ross, someone's got to get that Japanese photographer off the apron. Hulk Hogan's a little distracted, though, waiting for Yokozuna to stand up. Fans, what's going to happen? Perhaps if he takes a picture of Hulk Hogan without his explicit written permission, he's opened himself to a lawsuit. We don't want that to happen. What if the camera explodes? What if it blinds the Hulkster? What if that happens? He looks like he's tired and ready to take the picture. What's this? He's been pulled down from the apron and hit with a tennis racket. Macho Man, you know who that is? That's two-time former academic all-star at Independence Elementary, James E. Cornett. But the last I heard, he was in Hollywood, California, being a, a studio agent fans. What's he doing here in the World Wrestling Federation? Looks like Jim Cornette is even in the score. Now he's taking out Master Fuji with that tennis racket, too. Look at this man. Look at the Hulkster. He's, he's got such trepidation. He's picked up the 600 batter and he slammed him. Oh, my God, fans. He slammed Yokozuna. They should name a naval battleship off of him. He's after this man. He's intrepid. He's so powerful. The big leg. One, two, and he's done it. Hulk Hogan, I am a real American, has successfully defended the World Wrestling Federation Championship in the heartland of America. Thanks to Jim Cornette. Later that evening, fans, Bret Hart has won the key of the ring tournament. Now let's go to Mean Gene with a coordination. Thank you very much, Jim Ross. I don't mind telling you, standing next to me is a man who's competed through three, count them, one, two, three grueling matches, and I am honored to declare you, Brett the Hitman Hart, as the first annual King of the Ring. Yay! Yo, thank you very much, Gene. I've been going up against three of the greatest competitors in the World Wrestling Federation, and I'm happy to be on top of the mountain as the king. And I would hope that President Jack Tunney was watching this tournament very closely, because I think, against all odds, I have emerged as the number one. Oh, excuse me, it's Hulk Hogan! Yeah! Fans, Hulk Hogan's arrived in the scene. 
Well, let me tell you something, Brett, dude. Let me be the first to congratulate you as the first king of the ring, brother. Listen to these people. They're excited to see you, Brett. They're excited to have you as their king. And Brett, dude, brother man, have I got some great news for you. I saw what you did out here tonight, dude. I saw you defeated three of the top competitors in the WWF. Oh, yeah. I was watching, dude. And I've got some bombshell information for you, Brett. Because you are clearly the top superstar in the WWF. Fans, what could this be? I think we're about to hear a big announcement. So let me tell you what, dude. I already went and talked to President Jack Tunney. Woo! Fans, I think this is going to be it. The match we've all been wanting to see. That's right. That's right, everybody. And Bret Hart, it is my honor to tell you that you will be representing Hulk Hogan in all the great cities across America, dude, in the next coming months where I was going to be defending my title against Yokozuna. But you know what, Bret? You are going to get your shot to take down and get revenge on Yokozuna. Because unfortunately, dude, the Hulkster's got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is I'm not going to be able to visit these great different states where the WWF is going to be, dude, like I am here in Dayton, Ohio. But, dude, Paramount Pictures, thanks to my legal beagle, my agent, Jimmy Cornette, who's with me and who's been working out in Hollywood tirelessly to spread the power of the Hulkamania to all the major studios, dude. Thanks to Paramount, I'm going to be spending this summer filming The Shep Ramsey Chronicles, dude. That's right, a sequel to my hit, Suburban Commando. And I've got all of you Hulksters to thank, but not as much as my main man, Jimmy Cornette. Jimmy, get in here. Hey, Brett, can I borrow this, dude? Thanks, man. Hey, put this crown on, because you're the king of Hollywood negotiations. Oh, hockey too much, hockey too much, hockey too much. Thank you, I guess I am the king. I'm the king of the negotiations. I'm the king of this tennis racket, and I'm Jim Cornette. Woo! Yeah, he's really excited, dude. He's super excited. We'll see y'all at the end of the summer. Brett, hey, congratulations on the king thing, dude. Fans, we're out of time. Join us on Monday Night Raw. Now that the king of the ring spectacular from Dayton, Ohio, had concluded, sights were set on moving towards the programs that would enhance the road to the next World Wrestling Federation pay-per-view. Of course, SummerSlam, the end of the summer spectacular, the biggest party of the summer, and many other catchphrases that I can't recall off the top of my head. Bret Hart would continue to protest his, well, pairing, if you will, with Yokozuna for the summer. And it all came to a head two weeks later on Monday Night Raw, when he emerged from the back and gave this soliloquy directed at President Jack Tunney. I'm sick and tired of what's been going on here in the World Wrestling Federation, and I think you fans are too. For years, Hulk Hogan has been the man on top of the pyramid. And now, he can't even bother to show up because he's making some movie film trying to be your hero. Well, the response you've given me over the last nine months has told me 
that I'm ready to be your hero. I'm ready to be the man to lead us into the next generation of the WWF. And I want to challenge Hulk Hogan to a World Wrestling Federation Championship match at the SummerSlam. The Canadian hero's request fell upon deaf ears. And so he took actions into his own hands two weeks later, live on the set of the ship Ramsey Chronicles, see above in Commando 2, where Hulk Hogan was set to give a live interview and proclaim his eligibility to be challenged at the SummerSlam pay-per-view by a worthy challenger. Oh, Hulksters, dude! It's Hulk Hogan coming at you live from the set of the ship Ramsey Chronicles, Suburban Commando 2. We're out here in the luxurious Paramount Studios, dude, filming this thing for the higher-ups, and we're getting some great footage on the dailies, brothers. We're coming back soon to the heart of the WWF, and I hear that President Jack Tunney has been planning a party at the Palace of Auburn Hills, dude. Well, if you've been paying attention to the Hawkster's career, I always rise to the occasion. It's a bourbon Detroit, dude. And so, I'm here with my man, Agent to the Stars, Jimmy Cornette. Jimmy, are you still wearing the crown, dude? Say hi to everybody at home. Hey, it's Jim Cornette. I don't even know what to say. I'm just excited as hell to be here with Hulk Hogan. Hawkster, you're the best. Uh, now, I've been talking to President Jack Tunney, putting together some paperwork, Hawkster, and I'm telling you that I put together a tremendous athletic contest that's going to be everyone, uh, and, uh, and Detroit, Michigan, is going to be happy as hell. We're going to be happy, just as happy as they are in Louisville, Kentucky. Whoa, whoa, calm down, brother Jim Cornette, dude. I'm excited, too. But the people watching at home want to know who is going to step up to the plate to challenge the Hulkster at WrestleMania, dude. I'm excited to get back into the ring, into the heart of pure competition. Now, it's fun to play around here on the set, dude. I got this cute little laser gun on my hip. It goes pew, 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 but it's not a real laser gun, dude. It doesn't penetrate like the 24-inch pythons do, dude. So I'm ready, Jimmy Cornette. Hook me up. Who is going to be the competitor? Hulk, we found the earth. We climbed the highest mountains and dived in the lowest oceans. And your competitor at SummerSlam is going to be the Pistol Paz Watley. Whoa, dude. Pistol Paz Watley and the Hulkster. Oh, get your tickets now, Hulkamaniacs, at the Palace of Auburn Hills in Hollywood. Vroom, vroom, California, dude. Wait, I mean Detroit, Michigan, dude. No, 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 that's it. I've heard enough, Hulk Hogan. You're not going to take my shot away from me. Whoa, Brother Brett, dude. Welcome to the set of the Shepard Ramsey Chronicles. Suburban Commando 2, a Paramount Pictures joint, brother. I don't care about this, Hulk Hogan. I'm the true heart, the beaten heart of the World Wrestling Federation. And I am here to challenge you to a match at the SummerSlam. Oh, dude, Brother Brett. I had no idea you wanted to be the champion of the world, dude. I mean, you're already the king. Isn't that a little bit higher than the world champion? And, dude, how'd you get on the set? Where were you? I was hiding over there in the closet. I wasn't going to, but my brother Odin told me that if I don't take this opportunity, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. It's true. I'm a hero of the new WWF generation. Now I'm here to challenge you to a match at the SummerSlam. I don't know what I'm saying, Brad Hart. It's me, Superstar Agent, to the, to the stars, Jimmy Cornette, and the match has already been signed. It's a black and white Pistol Pez Watley and Hulk Hogan at the Palace of Auburn Hills. I don't care about Pistol Pez Watley. He's a, a tremendous competitor in his sport. 
of kings. But I am the true number one contender. My belt was stolen from me by the samurai sword of Master Fuji and the deceitful ways of Hulk Hogan. Brother, dude, you told me to go into the ring, dude. I don't know why you're mad at the Hulk. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I'll be right there, dudes. Uh, well, hey, the Hulkster's in high demand, brother. I gotta go film the love scene with this hot chick, dude, brother man. But I'll tell you what, Brett. If you're really interested in getting a title shot, I hear there's a lot of really, really hot new competitors in the world of professional wrestling, brother. Guys like the Brooklyn Brawler. I've beaten the Brooklyn Brawler a hundred times, Hulk Hogan. All right, dude. What about... Uh, you, hey, you know what, dude? You say that you're the king. And I saw it, dude. I saw you win that tournament. Three guys one night, dude. Bret Hart and three guys in one night, brother. But you're calling yourself the king. I hear back on Monday Night Raw, dude. They've got another king. Jerry the King Lawler, dude. He's the king of Memphis. And he's kind of the king of TV when he took out no good weasel Andy Kaufman years ago, dude. I think... Maybe, Brett, if you could take out that king and prove you're the true king, then, dude, Pistol Pez, your shot will come down the road. Brett, take out the king, dude, and you're going to be my number one contender. Now, excuse me, because I got a vroom vroom into this lady's vroom vroom. Rah! And so there you have it. The admirable Hulk Hogan laying down a very rational and reasonable challenge in front of the hitman. Let's fast forward to Monday Night Raw to see if he was successful. We're back on Monday Night Raw. Randy Savage, these two titans of our industry, both down, trying to answer the referee's 10 count. I don't know what's going to happen, Vincent Man. You've got Bret Hart in one corner and Jerry the King Lawler in another corner. Oh, but it looks like they're starting to stir. That is correct. Can they beat the 10 count? They've got it. Bret Hart is up. But Jerry the King Lawler is up, and now it looks like Jerry the King Lawler is retreating outside of the ring. He's coming over to us, Macho Man. What's he doing? He's got a steel chair. Well, the referee's trying to admonish him. Got that steel chair. What's this? Doink the Cloud! Oh, no! It's Doink the Cloud! He's assaulting Prince of Hitman Hart! The referee is caught for the bell! Why would Jerry the King Lawler throw away this opportunity to fight Hulk Hogan? And why do I suddenly sound like Jim Ross? Let's let's reset things here, Randy Savage. I'm back to being Vince McMahon and Dark the Clown, the evil, disgusting clown who does nothing but frighten children. And I can't believe we ever decided to go against this gimmick. Now he's shooting his acid flower onto the Bret Hart. His his eyes can he even see the eyes that were wounded by the samurai saw at WrestleMania night? Uh huh. The eyes are the window to the soul, Vincent Man. I don't know if Bret Hart can even make it to SummerSlam, but by virtue of disqualification, he's going to get to the main event to take on the Hulkster for the WWF Championship, and I'm speaking from the heart. And we'll see you at SummerSlam! That weekend, leading into the SummerSlam, Hulk Hogan, still on the set of Suburban Commando 2, the Chef Ramsey Chronicles, Deliver this message to the hitman, hoping to wish him back to health. Well, hey there, WWF dudes. It's Hulk Hogan, still here on the set of the Ship Ramsey Chronicles, dude. And I gotta tell you, 
I just got off the phone with a good personal friend of mine, Dr. George Zaharian, dude. And I tell you what, he's been taking care of the hitman, making sure that his eyeballs are better and not, uh, you know, really, really, really messed up, dude. But I gotta tell you, the prognosis ain't looking good, dudes. So, I've had my super special Hollywood agent, Jimmy Cornett, on the case, dude. And Brett, dude, brother man, don't take any unnecessary risks to your health. That sinister evil, crazy Joker joint the clown, dude. You got something coming down in the future with these slaughtered horrors, Parthons, dude. But tell you what, Doinkster and Kingster, right now, we gotta refocus. Cause the Hulkamaniacs in Hollywood, I mean Detroit, suburban Detroit, dude. They really want to see the Hulkster coming up this weekend at SummerSlam, bro. And I've been on the phone with Jimmy Cornette. Jimmy, come say something to the good dudes, dude. Come here. Dude, you still got the crowd on. I love it. Oh, no. Oh, oh, sir, I got to be. I got to get a pick up the phone. Oh, you do it, dude. But, hey, we got the cornster working the phone lines, getting a hold of Pistol Pez Watley, letting him know that we can still take on the challenge of the piss, dude. That's the pistol. It's a PG show, dude. Yeah, but I tell you what, this Sunday, Monday, what, what? It's a month, it's Monday? Oh, brother, dude, I got something to do on Monday. That's okay. Pistol Pants, this Monday at the SummerSlam, dude, I'm taking you to school. I'm taking you to the 24-inch university. And what you're gonna do when Hulk Hogan destroys you. I don't know, should I say destroy, dude? That's kind of mean. I mean, Pistol Pez Wally's a pretty stand-up dude. I don't know if I want to destroy him. Let's take a different one. What are you going to do when the Hulkster and the Suburban Commando 2, dude, get a little funky with you? I like that better, Jimmy. I like that. I'm, I'm going to get funky with you. Vroom, vroom. Of course we know how it all ended. On that fateful day at the end of August in the summer of 1993, in what is perhaps the most famous moment in World Wrestling Federation history, President Jack Tunney did indeed clear Bret Hart medically to compete against Hulk Hogan for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. We will join that match at its conclusion for a moment that lives infamously and without having to pay any rent in the minds of all Federation fans. At this point in the contest, the World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan, is unconscious on the outside of the ring, along with a referee. His super agent, James E. Cornett, wearing the King of the Ring crown, is trying desperately to wake him, while Bret Hart again regains consciousness in the center of the ring, only to find Doink the Clown and Jerry the King Lawler have come to the ring to finish the job they started weeks ago on Monday Night Raw when they attempted to blind the hitman. With Hulk Hogan still waiting on the outside of the ring, his pain level keeping him from focusing on what's happening, in no condition to save the hitman from this terrible fate and conclude that championship match, a ray of light for the hitman came down the aisle. But was it really for Brett? Or for Hogan himself? Here at SummerSlam, Bobby the Brain heated. These two individuals are going to take out the Hitman once and for all. 
Here comes Owen Hart, his brother, the younger brother of the headman. Yeah, but whose side's he on, McMahon? Will you stop? Owen Hart! Owen Hart's the ring now, he's got a chair! And the king and Dr. Calm scatter away in his crowd. He's in a frenzy. Owen protecting his brother. And now the Hawks are re-entering the ring. This match is going to continue. These titans will settle this in the ring. This pure goodness. These two lovable entities of the World Wrestling Federation, annals of history, will finish as sportsmen. Owen Hart hands the chair to Hogan so he can take it out of the ring, I'm sure. Hart is up. Hulk Hogan! Oh, he hit him with the chair! What is this? Bobby the brain here! Have you seen anything like this before? I can't hear you, McMahon! I can't hear you! What the hell is going on? Hulk Hogan! He's, he's, he's taking the easy way out! He's hit this innocent hitman with a steel chair! Give it to him by the man's own brother! The, the leg drop and it's academic! The referee's in the ring! He's still the champion of the world! What? I don't understand this behavior at all, Bobby the Brain Heenan. That's so unlike Hulk Hogan. Why would he use a foreign object? Well, let's get Mean Gene to the ring. Gene, please! And watch yourself. There's garbage being thrown everywhere. Gene, get a word with the Hulkster. We have to understand. We have to know why. Out of the way. Out of the way. Hulk Hogan, excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Mean Gene! The first thing you gotta do is tell these people to shut up. They don't wanna hear what I've gotta say. I have been with you for so many years. For you to join up with the likes of these two men. And what are you doing here, young man? That's your brother. Absolutely makes me sick to my stomach. I think that these people here and a lot of people around the whole wrestling world have just about had enough of this man and this man. And you wanna put yourself in this group? You've gotta be kidding me. Well, the first thing you got to realize, brother, is that this right here is the future of entertainment. You can call this the blockbuster studio of wrestling, dude. These three men are all executive directors at this studio. And who knows more about entertainment than me, brother? I've been there and I've done that. You've made the wrong decision, in my opinion. Well, let me tell you something, dude. I made this organization, brother. I made the people rich here. Hell, I made the people of Hollywood rich. And when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, dude, and I'm talking about the 24-inch pythons, got bigger than this entire organization, brother. And then, Jimmy Cornette, amigo, he wanted to talk turkey with Hulk Hogan. Well, Jimmy Cornette got me the movies, brother. He's already made me millions of dollars. And Jack Tunney, no good on the take, promised me world-caliber matches. And as far as Jack Tunney and the entire WWF goes, dude, I'm bored, brother. That's why I want these guys here. These so-called wrestlers, dudes. These are the men I want as my friends. They are the new blood of sports entertainment, dude. The king of TV, Jerry the King Lawler. What up, Kingfish? The king of late night. The doinkster dude. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, that dude is funny, Mean Gene. But we've got to get our entertainment out there into the world, Gino. And this young man right here. The head of international distribution, dude. Brother Rocket. Brother Owen, dude. Not to mention 
A man that likes to raise a racket. <laughs> oh, dude, Jimmy, you still wearing the crown, dude. I love it. And every other major studio has their biggest star, Mean Gene. Someone who's better than all these puke maniacs. So you're telling me you believe the entire world revolves around only you, Hulk Hogan? Ha! Huh. As far as I'm concerned, Gene, you don't know what you're talking about or who you're even talking to. You know, my real friends, they don't even call me Hulk Hogan, dude. My peeps in L.A. know who I am. I've always been Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, brother, but my real friends call me Triple H. So what you gonna do when TBS and Triple H run wild on you? What you gonna do? Hey, don't touch me, I've got a fleet of lawyers. Vince, Bobby, damn it, let's get back to you. All right. All right. We have seen the end of Hulkamania. For Bobby the Brain Heenan, for me and Gene Okerlund, I don't know. I'm Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. Let's get out of here. Straight to hell! Truly one of the most memorable moments in sports-based entertainment history. It was clear right away that instantly the arrival of TBS and Triple H had rejuvenated the brand. The next day, the WWF home offices were overwhelmed with telephone communiques. It's been since stated that over 80% of calls were dedicated to youngsters crying, wishing that their hero, Hulk Hogan, was not Triple H. But there was nothing that the World Wrestling Federation telephone answers could do. Luckily, the other 20% of field television, or excuse me, telephone communiques, were individuals desperately seeking to purchase merchandise for TBS. It looked like, from the get-go, that TBS may indeed be the hottest item in sports-based combat entertainment. The TBS stable ran roughshod on all WWF programming, demanding that they be granted the opportunity to compete for all World Wrestling Federation-based championships, even though the tag team of Jerry Lawler and Doink the Clown were not ranked as competitors, and the Rocket Owen Hart, while having a sizable amount of singles victories, was not currently eligible for intercontinental competition. And so, finally, the reigning World Wrestling Federation president, Jack Tunney, was forced to issue a statement. And in late September, he did just that. After careful weeks of reviewing contracts and other paper-based documents, I am now ready to render an official communication regarding TBS, if I may now have that official statement. Thank you, Howard. I am sorry to inform fans of the World Wrestling Federation that TBS did indeed file all necessary forms and disclosures with the Federal Bureau of Circus and Sports-Based Entertainment and are officially recognized as a licensed and legal entity. The contract in place for Hollywood Hulk Hogan, or Triple H as he is now legally recognized, does stipulate that he is able to defend any and all wrestling-based championships outside the realm of normal WWF contractual obligations. To Mr. H, I offer this message. If you fail to meet 
and he agreed to appearances involving the WWF Championship, you will be stripped of that title, and it will be held in abeyance. In response to the request to allow members of TBS to compete for additional championships within the universe of the World Wrestling Federation, I issued this response. The eligibility for TBS members to compete for championships, regardless of their contender status, will be determined at the Survivor Series and a traditional four-on-four -four contest. If TBS are indeed the winners of the, this event, they will be able to challenge for the WWF Tag Team and Intercontinental Championships. The teams involved in the contest will be TBS, consisting of Triple H, Owen Hart, Jerry the King Lawler, and the Doinkster Doink the Clown. Team WWF will be represented by Brett Hitman Hart, current Intercontinental Champion Razor Ramon, and current WWF Tag Team Champions Tucker Beckers. On a personal note, I offer Team WWF the best of luck, as it is clear to my office that TBS is a dangerous serpent that must be devenomized. So, the groundwork had been laid for this saga to continue on World Wrestling Federation television. The ratings had never been stronger, and the sales of merchandise were absolutely through the roof. Fans were choosing sides in the battle between the World Wrestling Federation and TBS. It was certainly a wonderful time to be a sports entertainer. The fans, though, were claiming, or excuse me, clamoring, for a very specific piece of Hulk Hogan-related entertainment to be released to the masses. It's a story that Mr. Molaire does not like to speak of, because he always wants his work to speak for itself. And whether that work is self-serving or serving of the greater good, we can certainly all agree that Hulk Hogan has led to many great changes in our culture and history. But we were able to secure a special interview with Mr. Bolea where we discuss the very specific topic at hand that he has avoided. Please pay attention to this blockbuster interview I conducted with the man himself when this documentary was announced. Terry Bolea, thank you for taking the time to meet with me. Hey, Brother Joffrey, thanks for coming to see me. You know, I think enough time has passed that we can call all this water under the bridge at this point. But, uh, you know, for a while there in the 90s, things got a little intense. You know, on TV, TBS was constantly interrupting the show. And, you know, the fans, they never knew if it was going to happen on a syndicated show or on Monday Night Raw. So the ratings were through the roof. But this Triple H character, you know, seemed a little incomplete. We kept hearing that he was a, a big shot in the movie business. But the Shep Ramsey Chronicles was put on hold by Paramount. You know, they were afraid to release the movie when I was a bad guy. So Vince and me, you know, we put our heads together. And that's when we're at our best, Joffrey. And it turns out that we learned Paramount was so nervous about the movie not being a success with an evil Triple H being the star, that they tried to sue me and forced me to turn into a good guy again. Ah, oh, yes. You're referring to the landmark Viacom v. Borlea Hogan H. lawsuit 
Am I correct? You know, that's right. You know, in hindsight, I'm glad it all came to be. You know, we were able to prove that the contract that they claimed to have with Hulk Hogan was void. See, Joffrey, you know and I know that I'm Terry Bollea, but I play Hulk Hogan on TV. And it's the Hulk Hogan character that decided to become Triple H. You know, not Terry Bollea. You know, if Terry Bollea had made that decision, dude, then to become Triple H, I mean, they may have had a case. You know, but but thank goodness that I wasn't there. You know, I wasn't involved in the creative process for that Triple H character. That was all Hulk Hogan. You know, he was the genius behind that move. Yes, and of course your countersuit led to you and Mr. McMahon owning Paramount Pictures and eventually securing the rights of individuals to identify as fictional characters when they deem it necessary. You know, that's right. You know, as artists, we needed the freedom. You know, sometimes be Terry Bollea. And sometimes be a Hulk Hogan. You know, and if a Hulk Hogan wants to become a Triple H, you know, I don't see why they shouldn't be able to do that. Well, you're truly a trailblazer for all fictional characters, Mr. Bollea. Well, you know, thanks, Joff, dude. You know, that means a lot to me, brother. The TBS faction was known for their over-the-top antics. Whether it was Doink the Clown interrupting matches to host an impromptu late-night television program complete with desk and a comedic sidekick named Yapple, all the way down to Owen Hart interrupting wrestlers' entrances so he could, quote, sweep their legs right out of their legs. While these pranks were disruptive to the weekly broadcasts, they were not as disruptive as Triple H refusing to defend the WWF Championship unless all his celebrity demands were met beforehand, essentially holding the title hostage. Old audiences came back to the WWF in droves. The 18 to 35 demographic was spending more than it ever had on WWF items. The iconic TBS logo shirt, for example, sold millions of units alone. And as far as the on-screen antics were concerned, TBS defeated Team WWF at the Survivor Series and claimed all the championships of the WWF amongst their own members. However, a small beacon of hope was gained for the younger audience when Brett Hitman Hart won the Royal Rumble. However, WrestleMania would prove to be another failed opportunity for the Hitman, but would plant the seeds for the hero that WWF fans never knew that they needed. Let's go to the footage. Rowdy Piper, can you believe that here in Madison Square Garden, Bret Hart has the sharpshooter locked in. Hogan is shaking his head. The referee is emerging from his wounded slumber. What? The ref can't get up. It's going to be over, McMahon. Wait. Guest ring announcer, Burt Reynolds. He's on the apron. He has Doik's mallet. No! Don't do it, Bert! Don't turn your back on the fans! Oh my goodness! It's exploded all over the Hitman's skull! Well, I guess that'll teach Ellen that when you serve Bert Riddles a bologna sandwich, you give him more than just one piece. Triple H covers! It's academic! The referee's back! One! Two! 
Oh, the iron grip of TBS remains intact. Oh, I'm sick and Roddy Piper. Absolutely sick to my stomach. They've besmirched Madison Square Garden. How can you sit by and watch this, Roddy Piper? Yeah, I really don't think going up against five guys is really a good thing for me to be doing, McMahon. I think I'll just sit here and eat some popcorn. Ah, but I'm all out of popcorn, McMahon. You got any? The, the popcorn? Roddy Piper, how could... Let's see what he has to say. Oh, New York Madison Square Garden, dudes. I told you that the shit man... My God, fans, we apologize. Didn't stand a chance against Triple H and TBS, dudes. And I'd like to thank Jimmy Cornette for getting Big Time Burt a three-picture deal with TBS. Jimmy, stand up and take a bow, dude. Oh, there he is. He's still got the crown. I love it. Why is this man allowed to run rough shot on this organization, Roddy Piper? Well, if you think about it, Vinny. There ain't any doubt that he's the guy that made all this possible. No, no, that's not true. That's impossible. Hey, McMahon, where are you going? Hey, can I have your popcorn? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have some. Well, 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 look who's here. What's happening, Vinny McDLD, dude? Did you come to get an exclusive interview with Triple H? After all, these people here all know you're nothing but a lowly announcer. Well, let me give you a scoop that'll put you on the map, Vinny McDLT, dude. Now that I've defeated this Canadian hero, I'm a boot ready to start production on my new film, Judge Dread. So I'll see all of you losers next year at WrestleMania 12. Oh, wait. 11? Well, all right, fine. WrestleMania 11, dude. And don't you forget it. No. No, you stay right there. Excuse me, McDLT? Who the hell do you think you're talking to? Look at the 25-inch pythons. That's right, McMahon. I've gained an inch. What are you going to do about it? I'm Vince McMahon. My father built this company. In this very arena. And Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I know who you really are. Underneath all of that arrogance. I will not let you destroy my company. Cut the feed. Cut the feed. We'll see you on Monday Night Raw. My goodness. Things will really be getting to get heated at WrestleMania 10, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. revealing to the world that he was indeed the true owner of the World Wrestling Federation. Of course, this was not news to everyone. In the years surrounding WrestleMania 10, Vince McMahon's name had been appearing in the news quite a bit more than usual. And of course, all of this was due to the wonderful success the World Wrestling Federation was experiencing financially. Vince McMahon became a beacon for United States entrepreneurs everywhere, and also a beacon of hope to those non-capitalist savages that exist out in the world. But the next night on Monday Night Raw, 
Vincent Mann not only gave one of the most amazing soliloquies in WWF history, but also set a precedent that the night after WrestleMania was an absolute spectacle that could not afford to be missed. Let's hear just a small snippet of what Vincent Mann said to the audience. I've always been one to say that the World Wrestling Federation is unbelievable. That notwithstanding, I have something to tell you that you must believe. Even though I have been appearing as a lowly announcer for the past several years, I, in fact, am the owner of the World Wrestling Federation, and I am responsible for the well-being of all of its employees, which includes the members of TBS which I have allowed to run roughshod within the guidelines of this entertainment league that I've established. But things are getting out of control. Triple H, as he calls himself, or Hulk Hogan, as we all know he really is, has decided that without enough cash money being put in his direction, or his insane demands not being met, his contract stipulates that he does not have to meet the 30-day requirement to defend the World Wrestling Federation Championship. And I have to apologize to all of you because I have allowed this to happen. And I'm not proud of the reasons I've allowed this to happen. Financial gains. Something that all Americans, I think, can attest to is that there's nothing better than knowing that you've got enough money in your pocket to put food on the table, enough money in your pocket to make sure your family has all the prescription drugs that they'll need, enough money in the pocket to know that when you visit the doctor, and they suggest to you that perhaps you'd be better off with larger breasts or a smaller nose, that we can afford to get that taken care of so we're not ostracized by our peers. But by doing that, I've let down the hard-working Americans that tune in to this product to see the truest form of entertainment-based competition that there is. And when you are not able to see the championship of the world defended within 30 days on a contractual basis, you're not getting what you paid for. So, WrestleMania 10 is behind us. Our failed hero Brett the Hitman Hart is behind us. He's been released from his contract. Let it be known that Brett screwed Brett. He couldn't rise to the occasion, probably because he's Canadian, and he's let all of you down. I am going to find the right sports entertainer to bring back the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt to its rightful standing here within the annals of the World Wrestling Federation. And I am going to make it my mission and pledge to you that by WrestleMania 11, TBS will no longer be in business. And you will find a new sports entertainer to invest your hard-earned dollars in. I don't know who it's going to be, but I promise you, on this very stage, in this very ring, one year from now, TBS will no longer be a thorn in our side, and we will be free!
of their cunning, dare I say, admirable, but inappropriate ways. TBS, there's no way in hell that you exist 365 days from this date. And I pledge to you that as the owner of this company, as a capitalist, and as an American. That notwithstanding, thank you for your time. I see. So, Vince McMahon made his intentions clear. By year's end, he would have rid the World Wrestling Federation of the scum and villainy of TBS. Well, needless to say, as we all know, the road to WrestleMania was paved with many roadblocks. At certain times, leading to SummerSlam, Vince McMahon put his faith and passion within Jeff Jarrett, a man he had dubbed the Chosen One to save the World Wrestling Federation. And at SummerSlam, Jeff Jarrett failed. He then turned his sights to the largest rapping man the World Wrestling Federation has ever seen. And Mabel became his savior. And at the Survivor Series, Mabel was defeated. So all roads led to the Royal Rumble, where Vincent Kennedy McMahon had put his faith in a young, beautiful, athletic, gifted sportsman known as the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Unfortunately, the drawing was rigged, and Shawn Michaels was unfortunately bequeathed the number one entry in the Royal Rumble. But he was pugnacious and made it all the way to the final moments of that event. We join now the Royal Rumble event in progress as Shawn Michaels battles the British Bulldog while awaiting the final two entrants. Shawn Michaels has been here since the beginning. We only have two more entrants to go. We know that one of them is our mystery entrance. And of course, TBS has one entrant as well. I don't know about you, Kevin Nash, but I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah, Vince. Yeah, it's probably because you put all your eggs in the old uh, HBK basket there. He's a pretty hip dude. Uh, but come on, man. He came in at number one. Uh, but, you know, if you smoke some of this, you might calm down. Here, take a pull. Kevin Nash! What is this? It smells like cannabis. Oh, yeah, that's that's okay. I got a doctor's note. Uh, yeah, here it is, Vin Man. Oh, let's see here. To whom it may concern, uh, Big Kev can get high and stuff. Uh, signed, Dr. Juventud Guerrera. Yeah. And, oh, 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 look at this, Vince. It's a good thing I did light up, because the British Bulldog must smell it. He's looking around all confused. Oh, and there's the chin music. Bulldog's all the way over the top rope. Eh, I'm not surprised either, Vin Man. I mean, look at the adjective. Bulldog. That dude's got a sniffer. Oh, there's the buzzer. Here comes the next entrant. Lawrence Taylor, the greatest defensive player in NFL history? Ha-ha! <laughs> I'm glad I signed him to this spot. Oh, no! His jersey says TBS? And HBK's distracted by your marijuana, Kevin. He doesn't see him. No! HBK's been thrown over the top rope. Oh, and now LT has to wait for number 30. Uh, Vinman, that might not be the uh, sharpest spoon in the drawer, but if he's the mystery man that you signed, 
Does that mean that TBS is locked up number 30? Oh, no. I think you're right. Well, LT just threw himself over the top rope, McMahon. So, uh, looks like the next lucky bastard that walks into this ring is winning the whole damn thing. <sighs> There's the buzzer. And, of course, it's that vile, stinking, doinkster, doink the clown. Yeah, Vin, man. Uh... You know, I think he's probably just going to enter the ring with this thing and then lay down for uh, Triple H at Mania. It's actually a pretty good idea. No. If Doink enters, he's won it all. I, I'm sorry, Kevin. I can't sit by and watch this happen. Uh, Vince? Where are you going? Uh, okay. Vince McMahon running down the aisle. He took his chair with him. Uh, I think he might have fallen off his rocker and, oh, Jesus! Good God, man, he just hit Doink with that chair! Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What happens if Vince gets in the ring? Is he gonna, does that make him 30? If he wins, that's like anarchy! Anarchy! Well, uh, well, hey, <laughs> he's in the ring, and there's the bell! <laughs> I'll be damned, not a bad move, McMahon. I guess, uh, well, he's the winner. He's going to Mania. Well, he's, uh, he's flexing them muscles in the ring. Hey, director, why don't we go wide? Yeah. Yeah, there's good. Uh, now let's get a close up of the guns. Yeah, okay. Now let's, uh, let's go back to the crowd shot, get some of the kids who are smiling, some of the ladies. Yeah, having themselves a time looking at that spectacle in the ring. All right, now let's get a close up on Vince. Good. Uh, throw up the copyright there. All right, I think that's going to do it. Well, uh, I guess I'll see the rest of you guys back at the hotel. And, uh, <laughs> hot damn, Missing Man's going to WrestleMania. The astute Kevin Nash was correct. Vince McMahon was going to WrestleMania. And so the stage was set. Who could have ever imagined that this moment was real? On the grandest stage of them all, the two greatest forces in professional entertainment history were set to collide at the grandest spectacle in the world. An event that was truly the most stupendous WrestleMania of all times. Triple H lobbied to have the match take place on his home turf of Hollywood, California. However, in a brilliant move in the game of mental chess, Vince McMahon decreed that the match would take place in Hartford, Connecticut just miles from the home of the World Wrestling Federation, a location that would allow all members of the WWF family to attend as they clung to their chairs and hopes that not only could Vince save them, but that he could stay alive and continue to pay them. The time had come. The brains of professional wrestling versus the brawn. The director versus the star. God versus man. Day versus night. Virgo versus Leo. Four thick, beautiful hair versus baldness. As we say goodbye, let's take you to a montage of this world-defining moment. What's that? Hey, you, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! I said keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Sorry, fans. Let's go to the foot. Well, folks, it's WrestleMania 11. We're in the heart 
of the WWF, Stanford, Connecticut, or Hartford, I should say. I'm sorry, fans. It's just, this match has been weighing on all of our consciences. We don't know if this company's even going to exist. And, I don't know, broadcast partner Kevin Nash, what do you say, about 30 minutes? Huh. I don't know if he can go that long, Jim Ross. <laughs> you know, I used to train to be a wrestler, and even someone who's in great physical shape like me, I don't even know if I could go 30 minutes. Well, that must be why you're up here in the booth with me. And here he comes. He's been the heavyweight champion of the world for the last, God almighty, almost two years. And he's put it all on the lines and the hat. He's a star of TBS. He's Judge Dredd. He's a suburban commando. But more importantly, he's Triple H. And he's here to bury the owner of this company, Kevin Nash. Yeah, I think that's his uh, goal, Jim Ross. Uh, he's probably going to do it pretty easily. Uh, you know, I see Vince McMahon lift some weights, but I don't know, man. I don't think he can wrestle. Well, uh, Kevin... My hopes are as strong as they can. I think our jobs depend on it. Well, I don't know, Jim. I'll probably have a job no matter what, but, uh, you know, I'll send you some chocolates or something. Here he is! Oh, he's looking to be in great shape, Kev. He's playing that air guitar with his WWF title, as if it means nothing to him. Kev! Do you think that TBS will possibly uphold their word and not come down the aisle for this match? Jim Cornette's not even here. Although I do see someone wearing a crown in the crowd. That might be him. I'm not sure. Oh, Kev, this crowd has worked into a frenzy. The challenger's making him wait. Yeah, I don't know what his problem is, Jim Ross. Ugh, guess he doesn't want to come down and get his ass kicked two-handed. Kevin, this is a PG show. You watch your mouth. Hey. Sorry, just a little excited here. It's the main event of WrestleMania 11. Ugh. Uh, maybe I should have stuck with this wrestling thing. Maybe I could have been in this thing. No time for that now, Kevin. I think I hear the chairman's music. The lights are out. I don't know what to expect here, fans. Yeah, what's that music, Jim Ross? My God. It's him. He's lived up to his word. He's come to defend us from this evil. The lights are now flashing. Whoa, the impact of the politics. Kevin, have you ever seen a spectacle like this for a man's ring entrance? Uh, yeah, if I came down to the ring, I'd probably have an entrance this good, Jim Ross. Oh, Kevin, you're just being wishy-washy. There's no one that could possibly match the intensity, the strength, the integrity, the pure, raw emotion. The WWF faithful are cheering for their chairman. Here he is, it's Vince McMahon. He's really here. He's coming to defend us against CBS. Are we knew he's the only one that can. Remember the stipulations. CBS cannot interfere. If Triple H doesn't win, he doesn't get paid. And if Vince McMahon wins, not only will the man who owns his company become the heavyweight champion of the world, but CBS. We'll be canceled permanently. Look at the posing! The pyrotechnics again! My god, the muscles! Look at the glistening! He hasn't even rubbed down with lotion! It's just a natural reflection of light! Kevin! Have you ever seen anything so beautiful in goddamn life? 
Hey, give Ross, what's in the language, man? You just yelled at me. I'm sorry, but it's a spectacle, it's a specimen. Not longer. It's penis barely fits in his trunk. It's huge. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Maybe even bigger than mine, Jim Ross. Oh, the pulsations! He's going to the ring for the battle! Fans, my broadcast partner and I have been here for all 60 minutes of this grueling contest. We've seen steel chairs, lit pipes, cookie sheets, little statues of liberty, women's shoes, a truck full of beer, and both men have lost enough blood to satisfy Dracula and all of his minions, his legions, if you will. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing no one in that ring has ever shared any needles, Jim Ross. Triple H! It's down, and the chairman is bringing in a ladder. I've never seen this before. He's climbing to the top. Yikes, he's higher than I am, Jim Ross. No time for your childish reflections, Kevin. The chairman is on the highest rung. He's ascended to the highest level. He's cupping his ears, feeding the fans. It's reminiscent of the old red and yellow Hulk Hogan. Triple H's time is up. Vince McMahon's time is now. What's this? There's a lady in the ring! A teenage fan! Hey, that's no fan. That's Stephanie McMahon, Vince's daughter. And she might be a teenager, Jim Ross, but she's 19. At least that's what she told me. Is she begging her father to stop? To not put his life on the line? Is she telling him that the McMahon family is more than the WWF? That their hearts beat with the soul of the hardworking Americans and not with the slimy underbelly of Hollywood? And now the chairman is hesitant. Now he's asking his gods, Is this my time? Is it my time to hang up and move on? Uh, what do you think it is, JR? A, B, or C? Kevin, I don't understand. What do the choices represent? Oh, no, man. I'm just trying to figure out her cup size. God damn you, Kevin Nash. That girl in the ring is the apple of his eye. His reason for his existence. His hopes and his dreams. Uh, she's also the reason he's distracted, Jim Ross, because it looks like Triple H is up and he's got a sledgehammer. What? No! He's hit Vince and he's fallen through six tables. Stacked at ringside. They've killed him. If God is my witness, he is broken in half. Yeah, I think this one's probably over. Yep, there's the bell. No! DBS lives on. Triple H is the champion. Can he ever be stopped? Will we still get paid? Hey, Hogan's got the mic. Uh, uh, I told you. I told all of you brothers. Hulk Hogan is bigger than professional wrestling, dude. Vince McMahon thought that he could stop TBS in the 26-inch pythons, dude. That's right. I gained another inch. But the power of the Rocket King, the Doinkster, the Kingfish, and Jimmy Cornette... Hey, Jimmy, you still got the crown on. I love it. Oh, and now I turn to you, Stephanie McMahon. Sister, tell the world who the hell I am. My husband, Triple H. What? My God, the chairman, Stephen C. And Triple H in unholy matrimony. The McMahon Hogan era has begun. At WrestleMania!
Wow, fans, there you have it. It looks like regardless of if it's here on Earth Prime or over on Earth 93, somehow the McMahon family is bound and determined to be the catalyst for the most important storylines in wrestling history. But I will tell you what, I had a really good time traveling to Earth 93 and learning this alternate view of history. And I really hope that the rest of you too, uh, did too. Oh my God. And uh, gosh, I would really like to know what happens next. But unfortunately, our time in the multiverse of fabulousness and Earth 93 has come to an end until our next episode. I definitely want to give everyone on the North-South Connection Podcast Network a shout out for a couple of things. Number one, allowing batshit crazy podcasts like this to exist, uh, for allowing me to express this creative vision that I had, but also for providing, honestly, years worth of free entertainment and evergreen content. And I can say that wholeheartedly because I have spent years of my life listening to the content creators of the North-South Connection Podcast Network and all of their fantastic shows, uh, whether it's the year that was, Wrestling Warzone, now entering the Rumble, No So Network, with my buddy Brian Gray, uh, you know, Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast, TNA Never Dies, Extreme Three-Way Dance, 9021 No So, I'm uh, Forgetting Something, Wrestling Above Replacement, uh, gosh, all the WrestleMania content that we had over the last couple weeks leading up to Mania, it's just, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that we could hopefully look forward to in the world right now. Some things that, uh, you know, aren't the best as well. But, um, you know, things like our fandom can unite us. And if you're looking for something to bring it all home for you, check out any of the evergreen content on North-South Connection Podcast Network. You will not regret it. That's going to do it for us here in the Multiverse of Fabulousness. Uh, you stay classy, San Diego, and we'll see you next time.